What's going on, guys, and welcome back to our first episode of a new series called Throwback Thursday Reviews, where Austin Stroop and I each week review a past pay-per-view, rather that be ECW, WWE, slash WWF, or ECW. And in this episode, we, in our debut, in our, excuse me, in the first episode of the series, we review ECW One Night Stand 2006. Let's get into it. What's happening, wrestling fans? This is Conrad Cushman from Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. And we drop a podcast every Wednesday, and you can catch us on Saturdays on Brain Buster Radio. And right now, you're listening to Connor Knows Wrestling Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Throwback Thursday, our first Throwback Thursday review. Uh, so hopefully a series that we'll start with. And I am with a man who needs no introduction, Austin Stroop. How are you doing? Doing great today. Now, would you like to announce uh, what show we will be reviewing today? ECW One Night Stand 2006. All right, this would be the second of four One Night Stand pay-per-views. This event took place on June 11, 2000, in the Steinball Room in New York City. Uh, The attendance for the show was 2,460. In the year previous, 2005, uh, WWE brought back ECW for one night as a pay-per-view. And then due to the uh, reception that they had with that, they decided to continue it for three, three more pay-per-views. <clears throat> Shots of the molten hot ECW crowd opens things, just like it did the year before. The old ECW music plays, and out walks Paul Heyman. He was treated like a god. Heyman cuts a promo about the return of ECW and how a new... Audience will learn about ECW that actually never happened. He thanks the fans for making this happen. For making this happen, and leaves. Joey Styles is on commentary, and then we go into your basic uh, old school, old school uh, ECW video package with the 
uh, shots of old, the nostalgia, the older wrestlers, and stuff like that. Austin, what did you think about this uh, opening promo by Paul Heyman? Uh, I think it was pretty good. It sums up, um, you know, everything you wanted to say pretty well. It's Paul Heyman. You're not going to get any bad mic work out of Paul Heyman. Um, it felt heartfelt to me. I liked it. It was good to start off the uh, pay-per-view. All right. Our first official matchup of the night is Jerry Lawler versus Taz. And then since the days of the older ECW, the original ECW, I should say, uh, Jerry Lawler kind of ripped into the company as he comes out. Uh, as he comes out, he takes a detour to slap Joey Styles, follows Lawler. Uh, Styles follows Lawler to the ring and jumps on his back to a massive pop. Uh, Lawler shrugs him off and calls for the pile drivers, but Taz, wrap, but Taz wraps him into the Taz mission and he taps your winner is Taz in 36 seconds. Austin, what did you think about this opening match, you, you, you could say? Well, Lawler didn't tap out. He just got knocked out. You know, they did the arm. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's not much to review about this match, is there? It's just kind of... Uh, just kind of there. Easy, kind of... Rolling into things to come in the pay-per-view, just an easy little uh, mm-hmm. pop for the fans. Mm-hmm. Now, I we, I can't really we can't really give it a real rating, because, but uh, it, it it was very effective. Uh, the crowd was already hot, and they went nuts. Uh, considering that the two guys involved at this time, it shouldn't have been an actual match. But but it was a well done uh, angle, so I give that uh, no rating. Next up, we have clips are shown from WWE versus from clips are shown from the WWE versus ECW show earlier in the week. There was a big battle royal between the three brands that ended when Big Show threw Randy Orton out and revealed an ECW shirt, and Taz joins. Uh, Joey Styles on commentary. So, uh, I know there's really nothing uh, to say about that uh, video package, but I think the Big Show uh, going team ECW, uh, like, I don't know if it was like a big shock for the fans at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it was all right. It wasn't anything like, um, you know, to yell about. It was just kind of there. All right, next, our first official match, our first official one-on-one match is Kurt Angle versus Randy Orton. And then, like uh, Jerry Lawler, uh, Orton is gathering up uh, kind of the heat. And then I, I'm just going to – I have a little side note here. Kurt Angle's remix uh, theme was was garbage. It really was. Uh, he was quickly accepted by the ECW fans, though. Tons of pro-Angle and anti-Orton chants in the first few minutes 
as Angle takes him to school on the mat. The fans go nuts when Angle starts paintbrushing the back of Orton's head. Angle dares Orton to put him in the in a hold, and he gets out. Uh, he does it again two more times, and amped up, and is amped up. Finally, Orton starts getting in some offense, only for Angle to just take him down in an impressive fashion. The fans, the we get you can't wrestle a chance as Orton, just as Angle again counters him. Kurt starts bringing the higher impact offense, including some German suplexes. Orton looks for his uh, trademark uh, backbreaker, but again, but again, Angle has a counter. He hits the Angle slam, but only gets two. Uncharacteristically, Orton goes to the top, uh, to the top, and hits a high crossbody. It's 2002 again, folks. <laughs> Orton hits a big clothesline, but then Angle. Grains the leg lock, his own legs, and make Orton tap out to the ankle lock. Your winner is Kurt Angle at in 15 minutes and 7 seconds. Austin, what did you think about this match? I think from a technical standpoint, it was the best match of the night. Uh, it was really good. <laughs> Randy Orton had a lot of heat. Kurt Angle had a lot of love. Um, coming out to the ring, Randy Orton got shoved by a fan. Um, they were chanting like awful things towards him. There, it there was just so much heat for Randy Orton, and uh, mm-hmm. you know they were just so hyped up for Kurt Angle. And then at the end of the match, they were kind of cheering them both because of how good of a match they were putting on. You know, and then Kurt Angle got the feel-good win. Uh, it was a really good match, in my opinion. Now, this was an interesting match um, because there wasn't a lot of moves, but it wasn't the point. But that wasn't the point. Uh, I think Kurt Angle, uh, excuse me, was here to outclass Randy Orton and give the fans a treat, which is exactly what he did. It, and the match really solidified the wrestling machine, uh, Kurt Angle character with ECW. Uh, fans and kudos to Orton for doing fans. And by the way, uh, kudos to Orton for doing whatever he could to draw even more heat. I give, I gave this match a uh, three out of five. What did you grade it? I'd give it a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Different different opinions. Yeah. I gave it a three out of five there. Don't quite think it's perfect, but it was really good. Next up, we have the full-blooded Italians with Big Guido versus Super Crazy and Tigery. Yeah, these guys have had countless matches, uh, different variations over the years. Due to that, uh, they can work a pretty, uh, at a pretty best pace. Uh, will just be the way I describe them. Super crazy, super crazy nails the first big move with a pop up face buster, and oh boy, what a face buster it was! Am I right? Yeah, it was really good. It looked like it. It hurt. Uh, Tajiri and Guido came up and come in with Tajiri. Uh, 
going for kicks and Guido applying the arm bar, but Tajiri reaches the ropes. Uh, he and Super Crazy do stereo tree of do a stereo tree of whoa drop kick, a staple of their matches. Uh, Crazy nails an Asazi moonsault. Like, or was it? It's weird because the like is the Asazi moonsault like diff, different from a regular moonsault? Uh, I'm not sure what the difference is. Uh, onto his opponents, but Big Guido gets involved to swing the momentum. The FBI now beat him, now beat on him, but Tajiri doesn't wait for a hot tag. He comes in and kicks the hell out of his opponents. He does end up getting a tag and does doing right pointless with his uh, partner, Super Crazy, oversells an innovative drop kick from Guido, leaving Tajiri all alone. This leads to a double fisherman buster uh, for the win. Winners, your full-blooded Italians uh, in 12 minutes, 24 seconds. What did you think of this match, Austin? I thought it was a pretty good match, but I didn't really care about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I didn't care much about it, but the action then was really good. So I'm kind of caught in the middle about how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I gave this match a two out of five. It, it was good for what it was. Um, both teams really got got their stuff in. So I just I just gave it a two out of five. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Mm. Excuse me. I was getting a sip of dude right there. Our next segment, um, that kind of trans- just, yeah, yeah, transitions into our uh, next segment, uh, where the big show, uh, big show's new music hits to almost no reaction. When he actually appears, he gets a bit more of a pop. Big Guido steps up to him, but gets kicked in the, but gets kicked in the dick. Shows up, then beats up, then beats up everyone, including. Uh, Tajiri and Super Crazy. The highlight comes when he hits a Cobra Clutch backbreaker on Mamuke and flings him like a rag doll. John Bradshaw Layfield or JBL, JBL has a microphone and shows up on shows up on one of the balconies. He cuts a scratching promo on ECW being nothing and the WWE making a guy like Rob Van Dam. He basically just announces that he's replacing Taz on commentary for future SmackDown episodes. Meh. Uh, what do you think about this whole big show to uh, JBL? I didn't care at all about the big show stuff, but um, I did. It did get a chuckle out of me. The uh, the JBL stuff. Um, his mic work and uh, how he kind of just said um. Blah blah blah. This show sucks, and then the ECW crowd was like, "Boo!" and he just left. I got a chuckle out of me. It was all right. All right, our first title match of the night for the World Heavyweight Championship. Rey Mysterio is defending against Sabu. Sabu, in case you didn't know, is an ECW original. Uh, one of the innovative guys. 
excuse me, before I move into my notes here, let me get a drink of water. This match was a really good match that was uh, ruined in the end, I think. All right. So let's get into the play-by-play here. Uh, the year previous, 2005, Rey Mysterio wrestled a very WWE style and got booed for it. That caused that caused him to get booed here, though he seems uh, to have learned his lesson in wearing old ECW style gear, including an ECW logo. Sabu has a chair, so Ray grabs one during his entrance. At the as the bell rings, though, as the bell rings, though, both men drop drop the chairs. After some sort of mat work, they grab the chairs and have an equivalent of a sword fight with them. They badly telegraph a drop to hold spot. Ray tries to 619 but fails. A little bit of a botch there. And Sabu and Sabu just launches a chair at Ray Mysterio's skull. And I mean he launched that thing. Sabu gets up a table. Set, Sabu sets up a table between the apron and the guardrail. They didn't use it yet, instead choosing to hit some high spots in the ring. Including a guillotine leg drop and a moonsault, somehow Sabu's Arabian face buster isn't enough. Another table is set up outside, where Ray hits the West Coast pop through it uh, back inside. They bust out more high spots. Ray misses another West Coast pop and gets crotched on a, on a open chair before Sabu murders him. With a thrown chair shot, Sabu sets Ray up on the table between the ring and the guardrail. He leaps off the chair onto the top rope and springboards off with the DDT through the table. The crowd loses their minds, but things quickly turn sour as medics come out, and this match is ended in a no contest, and the match ends at a no contest at 9 minutes and 10 seconds. Austin, what did you think of this match? I think this match was uh, really, really good. I think uh, in the ring it was just phenomenal. Um, except for there were some botches. There were some pretty bad botches. But for the most part, they had a really mm-hmm. a really good fight. Um, you know, it was one of the matches where you didn't want to... You can't really call it a match. It was more of a fight. Got some chair shots to the head. Technically, most of them were thrown, which in today's day and age are pretty freaking, you know, brutal to watch because they're banned now. Um, mm-hmm. And then the end spot with the, um, the, what was it, a DDT through the table, which it didn't really happen like that. If you see, um, when Sabu jumped on the table, it broke. And then, um, he just DDT'd Rey Mysterio from the falling table right onto the uh, the uh, whatever it was outside of the ring. That was brutal, and then um, it got caught off, which completely ruined it for me and the in the crowd. I agreed with the crowd; it should have kept going, unless Rey Mysterio was like seriously injured. I don't know the story behind that, but um. Now, I, I, here's, here's where I stand on this. I understand the finish because they booked themselves into a corner. Uh, neither guy could really lose, and you couldn't do a DQ finish. Uh, even so, the, that kind of killed the crowd. 
uh, up until that point, though. Uh, this was a fun match. Rey Mysterio made sure made sure to bring his A game, and he for the ECW crowd, and he delivered outside of the finish. Uh, I rule this match a three out of five. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna very, have to... very good stuff. Uh, for the time they were. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say three too. If nothing else, it was fun. And uh, that's that's mm-hmm. what you watch wrestling for. So mm-hmm. they 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 entertained with the time that they were mm-hmm. given here. Uh, next up, we got a video package. Uh, the build up for the next match was was pretty good, and it, it involved some absolutely good stellar mic work from Mick Foley. He comes out. Mick Foley comes out first and gets you sold out chance, which he combats by saying he sold out Madison Square Garden. He knows how to draw he uh stating he respected ECW when Stephanie McMahon was the owner. Edge and Lita joined the ring and also cut promos on the fans and their opponents. Tommy Dreamer and Terry Funk came out accompanied by Bula McGillicuddy. Bula runs down Lita for being a whore and it becomes a six person tag match. Uh, so, what did you uh, think think about that little uh, segment there? Meh. Mick Foley is, uh, he was good, but meh. But the matchup ahead. All right. The, the little promo. Yeah, the promo itself was just meh for me. Mick Foley was good. All right, so that leads us into our six-person tag match. And Lita, Edge, Lita, Mick Foley versus Terry Funk, Tommy Dreamer, and Blue. Blue, is it Blue or McGillicuddy? I think. Blue. I'm never really sure with these things. All right. They start by getting on the aprons like this is a normal six-man six-man tag. Within minutes, the four men are brawling outside and beating each other with weapons. A trash can. Uh, is the early choice of weapon, but Edge uses a cookie sheet. A ladder is brought in, and Edge looks for a spear on, into it, but Dreamer counters with the hip toss into the steel. Terry Funk climbs the ladder like a madman, but gets tilted backwards. That's a sick bump for that's a that was a sick bump for a man of Terry Funk's age. The heels find a plywood cardboard covered in barbed wire under the ring and they basically suplexed it into into Tommy Dreamer. Uh Tommy's reaction when they pulled it off uh pulled off him is even worse. They go for it again and Funk uh trips them and lands lands on them. Seemingly catching Edge in the face. Uh fully now gets slammed backward onto it with his hair just getting caught in the wire. Edge helps him, uh, helps them, excuse me, get back in control, and Lita gets fully more barbed wire. Then he wraps fully. Then he wraps fully around his arm and strikes Funk. Funk shouts, "What did Funk shout?" <laughs> um, I can't actually remember. <laughs> okay, so he's, uh, <laughs> Funk shouts. God damn my eyes. Oh my god. Oh god. A oh, bunch that's of right. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah, you go ahead and say it. Yeah, um, with the line. Mm-hmm. Nah, my 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 imitation skills aren't that good. Anyway, a bunch of times while uh blood pours down his face, it comes off looking like like Funk is legit injured, and he's taken to the back. Tommy's alone, just to take a beating now. Uh, Mick gets Mister Sacco because he's all about that WWE right now. He applies the manable claw on Bula. Uh, through Tommy, it's not the only to get hit again. Edge hits a spear, but doesn't want the cover, and uh... excuse me, where was I? I lost, I lost my. And targets Bula with some sexually charged offense. He doesn't get to do much as Wild Terry Funk appears with a bandage and bar with a bandage and barbed wire. Two by four, the distraction. Uh, Ledge Dreamer hit both guys with low blows. Bula sets up the two by four on sets two by four on fire for Funk and Bully, and gets hit with it twice. The second time causing his back to catch fire. Then he knocks through barbed wire plywood board, which Edge then knocks Funk through inside. Dreamer applies the submission by wrapping Edge's throat in barbed wire. Lita makes the save. Bula finally gets her hands on. On her, Tommy pulls Lita off when she gets the upper hand and drops her with this Piccoli driver. Uh, he does the signature pose with his wife, and Edge pulls him down with an Edge-O-Matic made more brutal by the usage of the barbed wire than he spewed Bula's into the pins. Her in the missionary position. Winners, Edge, Lita, McFoley in 18 minutes and 45 seconds. Well... I'm gonna let you go first. I thought it was really good. I thought, um, out of the matches, this is probably the most um, extreme one in the entire card, right? Um, mm-hmm. you know, it fed the uh, the hungry ECW fans there for brutality. Um, Edge is just such a dastardly heel. Throughout the entire thing, he got some heat from it, especially with that end sequence with the pin and everything. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. It was just really good. I don't know if it was um, I don't know if it was Randy Orton Kurt Angle good, but it was good. Sorry. I was getting a drink from the water bottle of doom here. Anyway, my first thought when I after watching this match, uh, it was absolutely brutal and barbaric in the very best of ways. It was exactly what needed to be on the card. The action almost never stopped. Lita and Bula did their parts. The faces were resistant and the heels were despicable. It was a complete war. I gave this match a four out of five. Austin, what did you give this match? Um, very good match. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to also give it a four. Four out of five. All right, our next match is Balls Balls Mahoney versus Masahiro 
Masahiro, Masahiro Tanaka. At the first one-night stand, Masahiro Tanaka had a pretty fantastic match against Mike Awesome. This doesn't have the same impact that match did, nor was it supposed to. Balls gets his trademark punches before Tanaka dives out onto him. They do some uninspired work back inside before getting, before doing the chair sword fight. Balls absolutely destroys Tanaka with one of the sickest chair shots I've ever seen in my life. And then your winner was Balls Mahoney in five minutes. I didn't really care about this match. The action was just okay. That's all I got to say about it. Two. Two for me. All right. I gave this match a one out of five. It it, it was... Okay, so here's my reasoning. This match was kind of just here as a cool down after the previous match. It's like they did put in some effort, but none of what they did stood outside of the final chair shot was really stood out. Okay, so that moves up to our next segment. Before the main event, Eugene comes out to massive heat. He plays his role well. and tries to be nice to the ECW crowd, but they want nothing to do with him. The Sandman interrupts to his terrible cover theme. It, cover theme and beats the hell out of Eugene with the cane. That wasn't very fun. I put in a side note. Now, if, if you go back to watch this on the network, Sandman's theme is not what it was. Sandman's theme was Enter Sandman by Metallica. And, you know, with music rights, all that, they can't do that. So what did you think about this segment? Meh. I didn't feel the need to beat up on Eugene like that. It was pretty... I know, like you said, it wasn't fun. You know? Mm-hmm. Most I think, I think they just did that to get Sandman on the Yeah, show. probably. All right. Here's the match that we've been that we've uh, all been waiting for for the WWE Championship. John Cena is defending against Rob Van Dam, and Rob Van Dam was Mister Money in the Bank around in this time as well. Just letting you know, little fun fact for the, for you guys there. This was the first of two times that the money in the bank as as cashed in with the challenger letting the champion know ahead of time. It's obviously been noted before, but the crowd loves John Cena. He throws his shirt to the crowd and they throw it back. Time after time, and what is the coolest things I've ever seen in an opening match? When, a mat, when the match finally starts, we get tons of negative chants. Uh, towards Cena, like Cena swallows and you can't wrestle. If Cena hits a nice move, move the crowd hates it. But when RVD does even the slightest offense, they go nuts. This is the first time uh, I recall hearing the booyah chants for a fist fight uh, as it, as the crowd chants, same old S H I T. 
trying trying to keep it PG here. Uh, Cena dies from the top. Do the same. Do something different, uh, which gets you a you still stuck chant. Uh, RVD's first big move is a moonsault off the steel steps. He gets the upper hand after his skateboard and skateboards uh, a chair into Cena's face. He get he, uh, he in control until Cena gets to his knees. Then does his up on the split legged moonsault. RVD bumps uh, poor DDT on a chair. It looks like he broke his neck here. He also bumps Hart for a slingshot onto a chair. In the corner, RVD eventually uh, rallies, and when they mess up a spot, uh, it's not typical you hear the you effed up chant. It's not the typical you effed up chant, but we got Cena effed up. But Cena effed up. RVD can't do no wrong in the eyes of the fans. He sets up a table in the corner and gets and put the STF RVD reaches the rope and Cena refuses to break the hold. The referee pulls him off. Cena healing it up over here lays out the ref the official. Uh, Cena lays out RVD with the superplex and steel step shot. WWE official Nick Patrick runs out but only counts a near fall. RVD takes an attitude adjustment to the floor before a man on a motorcycle helmet sneaks in and spears Cena through the table. He knocks out Patrick and reveals himself to be Edge. The man that was despised earlier now gets a thank you, Edge, chance. RVD enters and looks around, seeing the opening. He nails the five-star fro- frog splash. Out comes Paul Heyman to count the three for one of the loudest pops ever. Your winner and new WWE champion, Rob Van Dam. In 20 minutes and 41 seconds, Austin, I'm gonna send it to you. Um, this match was legendary to me. Um, for just so many reasons, the uh, the sign, the poster, and the crowd that says "If Cena wins, we riot." The um, yeah. the fact that fans were not even throwing John Cena's shirt back at him, but also spitting on it and then throwing it back at him. Um, they're just such unbridled hate towards John Cena and love towards mm-hmm. Rob Van Dam. And then Rob Van Dam picks up the win. Um, Edge got, you know, his uh, heel comp, uh, come on, Vince, by uh, spearing John Cena, even though I gotta say the spear was kind of bad. I was never a fan of Edge spears. I don't know. That may just be me. Um, it was a good match. It was a good technical match throughout. Um, and the win, man, they threw a party after Rob Van Dam won. It ended in controversy because Paul Heyman had to do the, you know, the pinfall. It was basically everything all them fans wanted out of the match, except for the Edge thing. I don't think anyone predicted Edge was going to come out. But doing that, it um, moved on the storyline with Edge and Cena, I think. Or I think it moved on to Edge and Rob Van Dam after that. It was mm-hmm. really good. What What did you uh, 
upgrade the map. Now I'm hovering between a four and a five. I think I'm actually gonna have to give this a five. Alright. Um really solid match, uh made better by the incredible atmosphere in the building. This is one of the this was one instant the one instance where I truly believe the fans might have rioted if Cena retained. Speaking of Cena, he's he's such a darn good wrestler in matches where he's in hostile territory. He stepped up his game and played the right amount of heel throughout this. RVD did his part and all added up to a really good match in a special moment. I gave this match a 4.5 out of 5. Rob Van Dam goes through the crowd to find his wife and celebrate the ECW locker and empties into the ring and celebrate with them when he gets back. Now, awesome. yeah, what did you think of the show overall? Overall, I think the show was great. So, over like. Go ahead, go ahead. Tell us your reason. Um, the crowd, um, the venue, the matches, um, namely, you know, Mysterio, Sabu, Orton, Angle, the six-man tag matches in the main event. All those matches were really good, and um, the pay-per-view was only. About two and a half hours. So it was reasonable to watch, like, in length. Um, yeah, just all that together. It was a great pay-per-view. Now, what's what's your final grade? The final verdict for you on this whole show? A four. A four. A four. All right. Now, here's my thoughts on the show. I didn't think it was better than the inaugural one-night stand, but this is still a very good show. Uh, Everything was solid outside the Mahoney Tonka match. The main event is a must-see, even if it's only uh, for the atmosphere, and the six-person tag was a fantastic war. Uh, This show has had a bit of everything, which is appreciated. My only major issue was that Eugene and JBL uh, segments dragged and felt out of place. My final grade for this show is a 4.5 out of 5. That is my final grade for this show. Oh, wow. 4.5 out of 5. All right. And next week, this is a new series. Austin, tell them what we will be reviewing for Throwback Thursday. WCW Star K 2000. You had to pick the year 2000. That's WCW's worst year. Yeah, we'll make things more interesting. All right, so next week, next Thursday, we will be reviewing WCW Star K 2000. Here on the sec, there on the second episode of Throwback Thursday reviews, and uh, hopefully we can keep this series going because I I enjoyed watching this sh- uh, 
I enjoy doing the series, Austin. I, I think you enjoy doing this yeah, series. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. As well. I what? said, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And, um, other than, I really don't know what else to say, so thank you guys for listening. We are out. Peace. Peace.